If you're sitting in a job right now that you don't like and the only thing keeping you there is the stability and feeling like, oh, I just, it's scary and you just leave. You are listening to the Fluorescence Podcast. This podcast is here to challenge you to think differently about how you currently live your life. And I hope some of these conversations encourage and inspire you to step into your true aligned purpose. We'll chat about all things business, lifestyle and a bit of sustainability. We are so excited to have you along for the ride. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fluorescence Podcast. I have a very special guest today. This girl needs no intro, but I want to hype her up. Sarah is 22 years old and is paving the way for other young people to chase what they're passionate about. She went to uni and naturally went into a grad role at one of the big four accounting firms. And nine months later, she listened to her gut and quit to spend more time in growing and expanding her potty and also to continue to make a name for herself in the business community. Welcome, Sarah. Oh, that's so nice. Hi, thank you for having me, Felicia. How are you? I'm so well, so well, so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Awesome. Like, honestly, I can't even remember when I found your podcast, but yeah, it was yeah, it was obviously before I started mine, but you've definitely been a little inspiration for me, and I look oh. up to you, and when you quit your job, I was just like, fuck, I'm so proud of you, and I just love <laughs> oh, that you're lovely. chasing your dreams. So we'll start off with... Do you just want to tell us a little bit about what your life is like at the moment since you don't have a quotation mark normal job? Yeah, cool. Before I do that, thank you for your support, Felicia, because it actually does mean a lot to me and it it helps me out with my confidence and doing being able to do things like leave my job. So I really appreciate that. You're welcome. You're amazing. So you're doing it all by yourself, sister. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So yeah, life right now. So I resigned from my job. I had my last day mid-November. Um, and from then I've just been doing the one up project like full time, I guess you could say, um, which has been going well. So I've had so much time to work on it. And I, I guess like the main goal with it was to add a bit of structure back into the podcast itself in terms of what it was trying to achieve, Mm. um, and trying to monetize it as well. So I love it and it's a massive passion project for me, but it does suck up a lot of time. Yeah. And I think naturally the next step was to try and monetize it, whether that be adding ads onto the episodes or sponsoring, um, the episodes or something like that, um, partnering and collaborations. So that's what I've been trying to sort of work on over the holiday period mm-hmm. um, and just using this time as a tool really to be able to focus on it um, when I don't have any commitments like kids or a mortgage or things yeah. like that uh, so I'm really trying to take advantage of the privilege of being able to have such freedom with my time yeah um, and it's been going really well I've been enjoying it but to be honest it has been really stressful as well yeah I'd say the in the last few months since resigning I've been more unsure of myself um, than I've ever been. Um, So like when I had my job, I feel it was very easy to sort of be distracted by the stress of that job. The fact that I didn't like it, the fact that the job itself was just super stressful. Like I was working late nights, weekends, you know, it was full, a full on job. If you want to work in the big four, like make sure you feel mentally and physically prepared to work in um, a big corporate company like that. Um, but the One Up Project was kind of my escape from that job. Okay. And then once I left, 
I had all the time in the world to focus on the one-up project, but I sort of shifted my stress to that. Okay. And it was like, I just felt I had all the time in the world, but my I wasn't growing maybe as fast as I wanted to for the time that I had. And yeah. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I'm still putting that pressure on myself now. So I, I'm just trying to work out where to from here and what exactly I want the one up project to look like in my life and how much time I want to put into it and all of that yeah awesome I, f- I want to say firstly like good job for confidently saying that you want to like monetize this because I feel like that can be a scary thing like trying to like go after like money or mm. like wealth or financial freedom which at the end of the day I feel like that's what everyone is after and it's really interesting hearing you speak about how you shifted your stress because I guess what was happening was that you didn't actually have any time to like be stressed about the podcast you just Mm. like you had your job and then you just got the podcast done because you didn't have a lot of hours in the day but now you have so much time to sit with yourself and even like in your mind like listening to your thoughts so yeah, exactly so I think it's going right. to be quite like a learning journey for you to, to move through. Yeah, it definitely will be. And you're, you're exactly right. Like I had, um, didn't have any t- time to be stressed about the One Up project. It was sort mm. of just get an episode out a week. Yeah. Um, and around the monetization thing, yeah. Like you'll notice if you follow the One Up project, I'm super open about my own financial situation. I talk mm. about money really openly, how much money I've saved, put into investing, like all that kind of thing. Um how much I earn because I just don't see any point in being private about that um, when it comes to trying to help other people. Yeah. Um, And I definitely want to be as open and honest and vulnerable as I can be about that whole process. And Mm. I think a part of the thing that attracts people to the One Up Project is the journey of me leaving my job and how I'm going to then make money from then on. So being real open about those sorts of things is important. Yeah, and I think another thing that you do really well on your platform as well, and this is something that that Courtney Manu uh, talks about as well, is like just trying to get rid of like like money being like a taboo subject and like talking about people's like goals with like financial freedom and how much they put into savings and investments and stuff like that. So I feel like you talking about it, uh, on your podcast and on like your stories and stuff is really like opening it up for other people to realize that it, like it, I feel like in this day and age you can like I guess compare salaries with other people and kind of like get a gauge of like mm. where you sit in terms of the benchmark and the kind of work you're doing whereas like our parents like would never like ever talk about that but I feel like it's healthy like conversations to have absolutely and, yeah really important for us yeah and if you think about it why do you not want to tell mm. someone your salary? Like if you think about it, why is it? Is it because it actually is private or is it because you've just always been told that that's something you're not supposed to talk about? Yeah. Because really the only benefit to not t- telling your neighbour what your salary is is the fact that they won't be able to compare theirs and potentially realise they're earning way less than you yeah, um, or way more. And the thing is you might be getting undercut but because you're too private yeah. to want to talk to anyone about it, you don't know that yeah, and you're constantly know. getting paid under what you're worth. Yeah, so. yeah. I did, I did do an episode on this about asking for a pay rise because that mm. is something that I did uh, this year in my role. And like even looking back on that experience, I – like. I work for hunting and fishing head office, as, as you guys know, and it is very male dominated. So like talking to like males and asking them for, mo- for more money can still be quite a difficult thing.
for one, a woman, and then like one step further, a young woman, because asking for a pay rise really just comes down to how much you value yourself and how much, I guess, self-worth and self-confidence you have. And I brought uh, some of my friends onto the episode and some of the things that they were talking about is that to be able to ask for pay rise, you kind of need to know, like get a good gauge of what other people are getting paid in similar roles and things like that. And there are websites that can do that, but I feel like it is really healthy just to talk to colleagues or friends or people in other companies to get an idea of how much their managers or their employees value them. And then so you can use it from that perspective. Because when it was getting to the end of my conversations, I did get quite blunt and I kind of gave them a like a deadline because it like had dragged over for like a a good few months and I was like I need to know how much you one value the role I'm doing the work I'm doing and me as an employee and like I just straight up said it like that good on you and like thank you and like straight away like it got sorted in a couple of days after I said that yeah and I just yeah it's so I feel like it should be normal to talk about and it is so important to talk about it definitely and that's why it's also so important to know your worth and for you that would have been so hard for you to go in there and just sort of be blunt about it. Yeah. But it's so crucial to do that and to be honest with yourself and be honest with others because a lot of the time you've got to think employers, it's actually more expensive for an employer to hire a new person and train them than yeah. it is to keep an existing loyal staff member. So they don't want to hire another person. Mm. So then, so if you're saying sitting there saying, I actually deserve more, they're more likely to give that to you mm-hmm. than to say, no, you're not going to get it and you to leave. So yeah. it's always worth um, knowing your worth and then trying your luck in those sorts of situations. So I commend you for doing that because that's such a hard thing for someone to have the balls to do. Thank you. And then I think like just being a female as well and I'm going to pull up an example. Like like we we I noticed we both we say sorry for lots of things and that's something that I'm trying to move past because you shouldn't feel yeah. fucking sorry for doing something because like, like it's a weird example but me if I'm like having a conversation and then like my phone starts ringing I'll like ignore like the phone call even if it's important where I've spent the past two days with my manager and then the CEO of hunting and fishing and they literally just go excuse me I've got to take this and I'm like how the fuck do they do that Mm. and like the person that they're talking to if we're like talking like in amongst like three or four people don't even like bat an eyelid like it's just normal but for me I would feel so rude Mm. and I think that is like a female thing like you'll be like oh sorry sorry I've got to take this whereas like it's a masculine thing right you've just got to be assertive and I think yeah. masculine and feminine energies are very interesting it's something I'm trying to learn because I think mm. I do masculine energy dominates for me and then feminine is I guess a lot softer and uh, a lot more probably approachable and as females in our society we just apologize for lots of things so that's I guess something I'm trying to like put across on it like my platform as well like put your freaking foot down hun yeah. and just go for it <clears throat> yeah it's so true um I was watching this TikTok the other day and this woman talks about uh kind of speaking techniques okay. and how two things women always say and should get rid of is I feel like mm. and I would just love if and those are the two things I say all the time like I'll say it when I'm trying to get people on the podcast like I would love to talk to you about this and it's say and that's fine but when you're saying it all the time you should replace it with um and I'd like I like I want to talk to you about this or I'm going to talk to you about this rather than I'd love you mm. know for you to come on and then I feel like is 
you don't need to start everything with I feel like. You can start with the reason why you feel like that. So, for example, if you're saying, I just feel like this person was being mean to me or something, you just say, um, their actions resulted in, in me being upset because blah, 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 rather than you kind of, it's like you're not starting with how you feel um like you, your feeling is the problem is how you're sort of describing it. You need to start with their actions yeah. resulted in this consequence. Yeah. And I think it's so female like to kind of bear the brunt of, I guess, criticism in a way that like you kind of feel like you need to take responsibility for other people's actions because it's your fault that you feel a certain way about because, something because when you say that you're like talking about your perception of the situation mm. or what happened rather than what actually freaking happened yeah which generally your perception is actually what happened exactly but you're trying to talk to someone about it through your lens yeah to justify that maybe this did or didn't happen but this is how i saw it where yeah. you could just like straight up go this is actually what happened and i wasn't okay with it exactly right that's an interesting conversation, isn't mm. it? Like, I feel like women don't really think about how they talk. And, like, I know even on the podcast, which I'm trying to get better at, as I say, I guess blah, 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 which kind of, like, shows that I'm unsure about what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. Where instead I could just go, I blah, 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 and it just comes across as a lot more confident and sure of myself. Yeah, I'm trying to remove all those sorts of things from my vocab as well. It's real hard because you, you are conditioned to sort of use those as, as lead-ins. Um, but I think it's a really good skill to come across a lot more confident if you could remove those kind of gap fillers in conversations. Yeah. Because um, even if you don't n- know much about what you're talking about, you'll sound like you do. Yeah, no, definitely. And I know we've talked for a little bit, but I just want to jump back for anyone that doesn't know a lot yeah, about the One Up Project. Do you just, just want straight <laughs> Straight into the deep. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I just want to, I guess, you'd explain a little bit about the One Up project and I guess what you focus on and what you're trying to get across through your platform. And then we obviously just recorded an ep for your podcast as well. Mm. And I wanted you to talk about you branching into that other space and why you don't want to just be confined to the topics that you s- set out with in the beginning. Yeah. The One Up Project is a financial literacy and self-development podcast, which I started in January of 2020. Um, And I basically started it because I feel there isn't a resource that teaches the things you weren't taught in school in a somewhat entertaining but mostly relatable and relevant way. So there's heaps of old dudes talking about money and how you can grow wealth and investing and that kind of thing. But no one wants to listen to them because it's boring and it's not relevant to your life now. Um... And I think you're more likely to listen to someone when you feel like you can relate to what they've been through or who they are. So when someone my age is talking about investing, it seems a lot more achievable than if mm. you're listening to a 60-year-old talk about yeah. investing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's why I started it. And I guess the messages I'm trying to get across with it are that um, you don't have to be super... Uh, it, it quotes intelligent to learn about investing kiwi saver um these aren't things that you just should know when you turn 25 and suddenly you've got your life together and you're buying a house yeah um these are things we're never taught and it's okay not to know them and it's okay to ask again air quotes dumb questions and i'm here to ask those questions and to kind of be that translator between the expert and the average person 
Um, and so that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And so I started off with just financial literacy topics mainly because that's where a lot of my interest lies. But I also want to branch out into general self-development topics, being physical health, mental health, um, all sorts of things that we aren't taught in school that are just basic life skills or things we need to know. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the main gist of what the One Up Project is, and I've just been trying to develop uh, the episodes and the content from that ever since and grow an audience and a community um, based around that and sharing value and that kind of thing. Cool. Well, that all sounds very exciting. And I just want to say, like, we like we obviously both have podcasts. We're just really, like normal people, normal girls, mm. wanting to talk and bring to light really important conversations. Well, uh, what we think are important and would be interesting to other people. And just watching you grow over like the past year has been like insane. And the, just the value that you have been adding to your community has been really cool to see. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I think it's um, nice hearing that because. When I reflect on it, I don't necessarily think that. Like I just yeah. think that you could always do typical. more, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, always could have grown more, or could have done bigger things, blah blah. But it's nice to hear that, and I appreciate it. Cool. All right, so just let's shift gears a little bit. What is, if you had to pick like one thing that's happened to you over, or that you've experienced over the past, I guess, twelve months building your podcast and your community. Like, what is one valuable thing that you have taken away that's really, I guess, resonated with you and that you've taken forward? Networking will change your life. I genuinely think being able to build connections and relationships and the skill of talking to people, uh, knowing your worth, having confidence is so valuable. Mm. I think if you can build a, a network of people around you who you resonate with, who um, are mentors in a way it will change your life so much um, so many opportunities I've been given have come from building that network mm-hmm. um, something as simple as LinkedIn has changed like has changed my life in a way yeah it's presented so many opportunities I've had like three job offers through LinkedIn really um people just reaching out to me wanting me to help them out with different projects you know, I've met with people over Zoom from all across the world who just want to find out what I'm doing and want to hear more about it and how potentially I could help what they're trying to do in different areas of the world. Um, and meeting people like that, even though maybe 80% of those connections will lead to nothing, mm. there'll be 20% of them that will lead to something awesome, something amazing that I couldn't have just gotten by working in a job and expecting my boss to care about my personal development. Yeah. Um, so there is a part of it that is you need to take ownership of and control over when it comes to your personal network. And like we were sort of discussing personal brand mm. um, is so key and uh, building that personal brand. So being able to network and, and build your own personal brand, I think, is something that if you um, – if you want that kind of life where you're meeting people and you're doing different things and you're open to different opportunities, then it's so valuable to mm. have that skill. Yeah, because I, I love what you're doing with talking about personal brand because I feel like when a lot of people think that, they think like social media influencer. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what you're doing is building like a reputation for yourself in the exactly. world and in, in the business community and finding out who you are as a person yeah. and what's really important to you. And I have been watching you 
I guess, build a brand like in the business community on LinkedIn. And I found that really interesting because like I was exposed to very traditional networking in terms of like going to like business after five events and stuff like that when I did my internship with the Manawatu Chamber of Commerce. Mm. And third year uni, don't feel like you really fit in or should be there and you're there's all these like like 50, 60 year old people that are quite established in the business community. And I guess when I first went in there, I really struggled with like social anxiety and I was like, whoa, how am I going to connect with these people? Like, this is an amazing opportunity, but, like, I'm fucking scared. Mm. And I just think, like, what you're doing is kind of like a new age way of connecting, if you think about it. Like, you're you were connecting with so many, like, influential people in, like, all different industries and just having one-on-one conversations with them. And, mm. like, that is amazing. Like, people would probably dream of having the opportunity to do that. Like, as part of my internship, at the chamber I moved into doing like a young chamber which was connecting young people to the business community and one way we did that was like uh, they could apply to like have a coffee chat with like an industry professional and people uh, people don't really pick it up and I think it's just because people aren't equipped with those like uh, I guess one self-worth and just like communication skills and so I feel like what you've been doing is really uh, developing that skill for yourself and like flexing that muscle and that's what I've been doing too on mm. the podcast and like at the end of the day it's always going to be like this it is who you know like it's yeah. always going to be who you know yeah and if people reflect on like how they've got a certain job or opportunity you probably got it from like some form of connection absolutely um I think there's been so many opportunities where, for me, especially in the last year, where it came from someone knowing someone and recommending me mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. And a lot of the um, people I've been talking to lately who I'm going to be doing work for or whatever, they've explained that my name popped up in conversation and that's yeah. just how it came about. I've heard that said um, a couple times in the last week and I think it just shows that uh, if you do have a strong personal brand – you do make impacts on people's minds and they will remember you and they will take that forward. Um, And I think coming back to what you're saying around people thinking personal brand is influences and that kind of thing, whether you like it or not, you've already got a personal brand. Mm -hmm. So you, if, if you are sitting there thinking that this personal brand thing is dumb, you're probably projecting quite a negative personal brand and therefore that's why opportunities aren't flowing your way. If you feel like, you want to work on your personal brand, pick someone who you think has a really strong um, sense of self and you feel like you can sense their values when you're with them. It doesn't have to be an influencer. It can be a friend. Mm. Like you feel like you could just paint a picture of them in your head. You know you know what their top five morals are, um, how they like to live their life, what kind of personality they've got. They've got a really strong personal brand and that's really important because, yeah, sure, maybe not everyone's going to like that, mm. but there's going to be people who love that and people who are really loyal to that person because they're always just authentically them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's just so many benefits to knowing who you are and really striving and um, seeking out your personal value. Yeah, I think that's so cool that you have, like, been able to get that feedback that you've he- been hearing that your name's been popping up in conversation. And it just goes to show like you're doing a really good job at 
developing and like putting out there who Sarah Kelsey is and like this stuff is scary right like putting yourself out there trying to connect with like these like like these big wigs or whatever Mm. in like the corporate world but like in order to grow you're gonna have to like just do one little thing that scares you every day like I remember so I launched the podcast in July and I did my first interview at all one over zoom and with like a random shit like I was sweating like so much it was so scary and just in the space of like uh like a few short months like I'm comfortable and I'm fine with it now and it's just crazy how much you develop you've just got to keep flexing that muscle and I know it's easier said than done like it it really is but if you're committed to wanting to grow and expand your networks and build a reputation for yourself and then you just have to like get out of that comfort zone every single day yeah you definitely do and I think I don't know um if you've listened to a podcast called um do you effing mind by I've listened yeah to a few of her apps yeah so she always has this thing that she says um she has like a neuroscience degree I'm pretty sure um but she says uh nerves it's either nerves cells or pathways one of the three Nerve cells are pathways that fire together, wire together, and basically the more you repeat an action or a behaviour, the more likely your brain is to make a connection mm. with that situation and to keep doing it. Um, and I'm also a big believer that you need to get out of your comfort zone. And I think there's you need to know your limits with that because some people can get out of their comfort zone all the time and that leads them to being really stressed mm. and on edge mm. at all times of the day. That's a good point. Yeah, so you want to know where your limits are around taking yourself out of your comfort zone and what you can do to put yourself back in there when need be but at the end of the day you can never achieve anything outside of your current situation if you don't go outside of your comfort zone yeah no that's a really good point and I'm glad you brought that up because I was definitely someone that put my put myself in quite a like hysterical state like I was like just stressed all the time Mm. and like it wasn't fun and like last year for me I wanted to like host more like sustainability workshops and I only ended up doing one and like I had like two months to prepare and I left it up to the last week and I just I just didn't feel right but I just went through with it and that was obviously a learning a learning curve for me but yeah you need to find what is going to allow you to grow but not at the like extent uh, I'm sorry not at the expense of like your mental health and mental totally. well-being and I think that's a really important point what would you say to another young person whose gut is pulling them to do something in quotation marks out of the norm but they have their own doubts or hesitations about it yeah look I'd say just do it because for me um quitting my job was not like it was a scary decision to make and looking back on it now it was such an easy decision to make Mm. um because it was just the right decision to make like I knew I didn't like it and I was lying to myself every day saying you know this is the right thing to do and I think you can get really caught up sometimes in thinking that you need to stay somewhere because it's the right thing to do and it's such a good opportunity that is something I heard oh just continuously was it's such a great learning opportunity it's such a great learning opportunity honestly I'm sick of hearing that if it's a great learning opportunity that's awesome but if you hate it Mm. and go into the job every day and feel anxious it's not shit it's not any kind of opportunity it's just a horrible experience so is that what is that the feedback you were getting Mm. from like people around you yeah so I feel like people were telling me and this was this this was when I wasn't necessarily too sure if I was going to stay there people would say 
oh, well, it's such a good learning opportunity. You know, you'll learn so much being there. And I totally agree. I did learn so much being Mm. there in the nine months I was there. But you learn so much doing anything. Mm. So why not try to learn doing something you enjoy doing? Yeah. Um, And I, I, there's always going to be parts of your job that you hate. And I I don't, I also don't want to give off the message when I talk about leaving my job that, that, oh, it was just, there were some inconveniences and hate my job, so I'm quitting. Yeah. And I'm going to find something else. It wasn't like that. It was like I've chosen a career. I literally studied accounting for three years. Yeah. I chose a career that I thought was what I wanted to do and turns out it wasn't, but I was just continuously telling myself that I needed to stick with it and keep doing it. Um, but you don't need to do that. And you can be successful in the corporate world without moving up the traditional ladder. Mm. Um, I think there are just just so many expectations on people to follow a certain status quo when it comes to career development. Um, But a lot of the time that's just because you're stuck in the bubble you're in. Like when I was in uh, accounting, I was looking at all the partners of the firm, like you guys are gods. Like just can I be you? You know, you're amazing. And they were some of the most intelligent, hardworking people I'd ever met. And honestly, I still really look up to them and um, how they worked. But there's so many other pe- people who are also successful doing completely different things. It doesn't have to look like a partner at a law firm or an accounting firm. It can also look like a really great leader in a team. Um, it can be a really great mum even. You know, yeah. you don't have to find success in a career um, but you also don't have to find it in the classic moving up the ladder type mm. of career because well. I feel like if you if you stay where you are your reference points or c- what you're going to compare to is only ever going to be yeah. in that environment right and so I want to ask a question like how did you navigate through one like people giving you feedback like it's good learning opportunity and two just trying to m- move through your own like expectations and plans that you had for yourself like you obviously put a lot of time and energy into doing your degree Mm. and like you were only nine months in and I remember in one of your episodes you talked about like stay there for a year people say stay there for a year and you were just like no fuck it like how did you get to that point yeah um that was kind of hard like I had it wasn't until after I left but I had family saying you know you shouldn't have done that you should have stayed for the whole year like for a year um, before you le- left um, the job and that is hard when you're already making a hard decision to yeah. then have people make comments about it but at the same time I've always been someone who believes that you have to be sure in yourself before making any kind of decision like mm. I've made some massive well in the context of my life massive life decisions on my own without any external input Mm. um because at the end of the day I want to make sure that I'm I'm happy with the decision that other people aren't adding too many external influences onto how I choose to live my life um and that's just the way I do it but I think um I've kind of forgotten your question was it just asking how I got through those sort of comments well yeah because I feel like One, resigning is like a big deal, right? Like people don't just like go overnight, okay, I'm doing it. It's obviously something that you had to work through over the course of a few months and you would have had all this noise and feedback from other people. And I guess what I'm asking is how did you navigate through that like mentally? Mm, yeah, I think I think you just have to be sure of yourself. Like yeah. for me, I 
have always been a, a, someone who's really sure of myself and I don't do okay. something unless I'm 100% sure. But I think to get to that point, there's lots of things I did. I wrote a pros and cons list, mm-hmm. which is so basic, but it helps me so much um, just being able to get down all my thoughts on paper and really analyse the pros and the cons. And when I wrote a pros and cons list for leaving my job, there was the exact same amount of pros as there were cons. But it was kind of looking at what the pros and the cons were. Like the cons, one of the cons I had was um, you'll be poor. But then one of the pros was you'll be happy. And if we're kind of like putting those two side by side. Yeah, what's more important to you, right? What do you value more? Is it the money and or is it happiness? And I think that depends a lot on your personal situation at the time for example if I had kids in a mortgage maybe I'd actually value money over my happiness in that moment yeah and and I would need to put steps in place to get to the point where I could leave my job um but for me having no commitments and having that privilege um I knew that I could value my own personal happiness over money at that point Mm -hmm. um so those sorts of things helped me get past the opinions of others as well and talking to people and explaining your situation and finding other people who have done similar things. Um, I didn't have that, but I think I'm really glad that there are other people who follow me who have seen me do it and now think that it's possible for them them. to do it as well. Um, And just trying to find like-minded resources and people and communities when it comes to wanting to take a leap of faith or do something that's a bit out of the norm. Because, mm. um, yeah, it is it is hard to make those decisions. Um, but I was talking about in oh, – I was recording an episode this morning about a year in review, and I was saying how making decisions for your own happiness is not selfish, but I think you can get so caught up in that mindset that yeah. you think – I'm deciding I want to leave my job for me, but is that selfish because I've been given this amazing opportunity to work in this big four accounting firm and people believe in me and so many people would straight out of uni love to have this This opportunity and I'm kind of throwing it away in a sense. Um, So that mindset is quite hard to get past and there would have been people who would disagree with what I was doing um but like I said you do just have to be sure of yourself and you have to believe in yourself at the end of the day you have to believe that one you're making the right decision but two it'll all work out eventually yeah um and also you've got to think about what are you actually losing for me I was just losing a job Mm -hmm. an accounting job there's always going to be accounting jobs yeah whether you're Whatever you're doing, there's always going to be something in that accounts area that I could jump into if I really wanted to again. Yeah. It wasn't a once in a lifetime opportunity, although it was a great opportunity. So I think you just need to weigh up the reality of the situation and kind of just be really brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. I, I love the uh, the pros and cons list. I think that's like so simple mm. yet effective. And if if you're young... I feel like if you can really try and prioritize your mental health over Definitely. anything else because you really can't give anything to anyone else if you don't fill your own cup and if you aren't happy in your own mindset and hearing you talk about like you 
you were happy and like grateful for the opportunity and like someone would die for that job and Janelle who we've both had on our eps um both had on our podcast sorry something that I loved that she said was that like well everything happens for a reason right and the universe etc and she said if you are not like fully like happy and present in a certain situation whether that's a relationship a town a job or anything like you're doing the universe a favor by letting it go because there is someone literally waiting like at the door ready to come in and that is just how it needs to go but people cling on to things Mm. for so long and I'm not I'm not practicing what I preach because I'm kind of in a job where I'm like uh is this really making me happy like last year where there was a whole lot of burnout and just being overworked and I'm someone who is like really loyal so I'm just like kind of sticking to it and as I said in the ep with you I've given myself like a pact of like two years and I say a pact because I really have to like make like a truce with myself that I because you can just get so caught up Mm. and just want to stick around and you feel like you're being an inconvenience or like disrupting the workplace by leaving but you just have to look after yourself and be selfish like you like you've said because your life's, uh, you're just going to live a miserable life if you keep um, doing something that makes you unhappy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really good point from Janelle because that was something I that actually motivated me to leave was I thought, yeah, it's a great opportunity, but I'm not making the most of it and mm. someone else who actually wants to be here and probably deserves to be here a lot more than me mm. should take my spot. Yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow away. Eh? Yeah, definitely, and... I, I worked hard in that job, but it wasn't because I wanted to progress. It was because I was scared almost of failure. And I think, like I said, there's always going to be parts of jobs that you don't like, but that doesn't mean that you should wake up every morning dreading the day ahead. Yeah. I personally just don't think that it should ever feel like that. No. Yeah, and like... At the end of the day, life always comes to the decisions and the choices that we make mm. and one one decision can change your whole entire life. And since like we're young, we really do we don't have the like bills and the mortgage and the kids. So we do really have the opportunity to experiment. And I think you mm. are like live it you are authentically living that truth right now by being able to resign and just try and experiment different things like I can't wait to get to December 2021 and kind of see what your year was like and the opportunities thanks and the opportunities that you uh, put yourself in and just the growth that you're going to have as a person and all from one freaking decision you just chose to commit to yourself and oh it's as simple as that guys and Mm -hmm. I wish everyone could really just take that on board and yeah yeah and if you're listening to this right now and you're young um even if you're not young the main thing is if you're listening to this and you don't have commitments so if you don't have kids a mortgage or like any sort of massive financial or human uh commitments just do what you want Mm. it's as simple as that yeah i feel and it sounds kind of airy fairy because you always see those quotes and they're like quit your job move overseas and travel often love more and it's like (laughs) shut up but yeah it's so true and I feel I've kind of discovered that a little bit earlier than the average um, and I think that comes as a result of meeting so many people and mm-hmm. talking to people. They all wish that they 
started what they were doing and took more risks earlier. Yeah. All of them say that. Yeah. So the one thing I've taken from that is you can't go wrong with just taking risks and doing what you want. If you're sitting in a job right now that you don't like and the only thing keeping you there is the stability and feeling like, oh, I just, it's scary and you just leave. Yeah. Because that that's actually not really anything holding you there. It's just the fear that you're not going to be able to find something better or something else but you will you always will and mm. you always will make it work like you if you're someone who's you know hard working and you like to be happy and you take initiative in your own life and you're proactive you always make it work so don't sell yourself short um I think so many people spend years wasted because they're scared mm. um but if you can break through that barrier of fear you'll like you'll just grow times 10 and this it will just speed up the growth um your personal growth and your professional growth so much um and if you know people and you meet people who you think have valuable things to share reach out to them like send them my favorite way to communicate is voice message yeah I love voice messaging if you're um wanting to ask someone a question or talk to them about what they've done in their life just send them a voice message and ask them. Ask them to meet up for coffee if you can. I've met up with quite a few listeners now of the podcast yeah. who just wanted to chat about what I've done and talk about their life. And it's great. Like if you feel like um, Felicia is providing that value for for you, then reach out to her and ask her to catch up or ask her for a call. I'm sure like you would be more than happy to do that. Um and it's just an easy way to get a little bit more value. And that's the point of doing podcasts like these so mm. that we can share these conversations with other people. But don't just stop there. You know, go out and seek out your own conversations with people who aren't on podcasts. I bet there's so many people in your life who have some of the b- best stories to share, most valuable life lessons, and you don't even know it. Yeah, like that. I want to say, like, firstly, it's like so epic that you were able to learn about that so young Mm. like our parents probably would have wished that they knew this when they were in their early 20s and like me looking back on 2020 all the most epic people I've met including you has been on the internet and like don't hold back just send a message or like if you really think someone is awesome tell them like it'll literally make their day like we are just two like normal gals just chatting with with people that we think are cool and sharing the knowledge with all of you guys so I'll wrap it up there. And I want to say thank you so much, Sarah, for jumping on the pod. I I love you and I admire you so much. And I feel like really what you're doing on your platform is going to change the whole game in terms of our generation. Like we're going to have so many young people that are like radically like going after what they want and freaking just living life like truly how they should. And it's because of like work that you're doing. Oh, thank you, Felicia. Same, like likewise, I feel you're doing awesome work. And yeah, that's like the main message to the people out there is just live life unapologetically and yep. go after your dreams relentlessly, 100%. So I appreciate um, all you're doing as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and investing time into yourself. I hope you got something from this. And if you did, I would love it if you shared the Fluorescence podcast with anyone else who you think may benefit. I really appreciate it a lot and it helps the podcast out heaps. You can follow us or chat with us on our socials. 
at fluorescence.podcast and I will see you on the next one. Thanks guys.